welcome to the Horrible Things Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about horrible things. We talk about true crime. We talk about murder. We talk about disasters. Everything that you would classify as horrible, we talk about it. And I am your host, Emma Sexton, and joined joined with me, <laughs> here with me today is... Noelle Sexton. Yes, my, my lovely sister. Noelle was on episode six, the episode where we talked about Greystone Mansion. And episode six? Yeah, that was episode six. Oh my gosh, I'm so confused. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought that was episode five. It's hard to keep up because I record these like pretty... I just Hold on, wait. I think I... Just kidding. I didn't break anything. It's fine. <laughs> if anyone was something. gonna break something on the podcast, it would definitely, definitely be, be me. You. Yeah. Just jinx. Jinx again. <laughs> you owe me a coke. <laughs> Our mental synchronization. Do you know that song? No. From Frozen. Oh yeah, right, right, right. I was gonna say. So Noel, has anything changed in your true crime experience, your true crime journey, since the last time you were on the pod? Don't don't laugh at me. <laughs> the pod, the pod. Oh, Ooh. Um. Well, I have a couple of friends who listen to the podcast, and a lot of them have started to talk to me about it since they know that now I'm into true crime. So that's been pretty interesting to see what of my friends is interested in true crime as well. It's very interesting to me too, since you're in high school, that you have so many friends who are interested in true crime. Yeah, I didn't realize how many were interested in true crime, and I mean, I guess it's not something you just like tell someone. You like, hey, I you love like murder. You like murders? Well, exactly. not murders, but, but you know, yeah, the people uh, listening will know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's something you definitely wait until like it's something you don't tell someone on the first date. It's yeah, you, you wait don't... until like you're comfortable enough going over to each other's house exactly. before you uh, let loose that you like true crime. <laughs> it's a little bit creepy. Yeah, I have because you can scare people away. You can yeah. really like. I talked about this on an episode before of like the. I think every true crime interested person has had that moment where they just say something that they really should have thought twice about and then you're like "Ooh, did you have that so many times i can't even explain it after your first episode the ted bundy episode i felt like i knew so much and this kid next to me was talking about ted bundy and i was like oh ted bundy and i just started talking about him and he was just staring at me like and he was like why do you know so much about this and i just didn't know what to say yeah, I think there's something uh, where it's like when when you get really into it, you just want to find someone who you can talk to about it, or because it is so interesting. Like if you understand, yeah. Like there's no people that aren't into it just think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know, us true crime uh, fanatics, yeah, will will understand. Fanatic, yeah, that's I would say that's the word. Okay, good. And also, for uh, those of you who don't know, which is probably everyone, because I've never talked this, about this on the podcast before, Noelle uh, runs or helps me run pretty much all of the social media for horrible things. Woo! It's like a familial pod. <laughs> you just hit the microphone. <laughs> it's, I, was, I meant to. It was supposed to happen. I wanted to. Like, I'm, I'm bad, just but. over here recording and editing and researching and stuff, and then I look at the Instagram. And I do all of the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> You're, Ugh, social media. Yeah, without Noelle, 
this podcast wouldn't run. I could just not be here. <laughs> and we'd still have a pop in social media page. That's true. You could not be here. No one would post, but everyone would know that there was nothing going on. And while we're on the topic, follow Horrible Things <laughs> on Instagram at Horrible Things Podcast, Facebook, Horrible Things, uh, Twitter. So on Twitter, <laughs> no, why don't okay. you explain our Twitter username? <laughs> so the the Twitter name is Horrible Things P. <laughs> don't like Horrible not, Things P, P, like the, the letter, letter P. P. <laughs> yeah, I had to clarify that. But okay. I don't understand why, but on Twitter you can only have, um, you can only have fifteen letters in your username. So, <laughs> what was the- that? Was, that was an accident. <laughs> I meant to do this. Okay. I also have sound effects now, guys. You're also interrupting me. So <laughs> fair. So basically, um, wait. What was? Hold on. Oh, you were talking about the uh, oh, oh, oh. horrible so things it's horrible. P. <laughs> it's horrible things P because you can't have more than 15 letters. Horrible things podcast, which is what all the other social medias are, are over 15 letters. So I was really confused and I didn't understand why because I did not read the fine print saying it could be only 15 letters. So then I, of course, tried horrible things because I was like, well, that's close enough. But someone had already taken horrible things, which I mean, it's not another podcast. So I don't know what this person is doing, but whatever it is, it's not God's work. It's just, <laughs> I was just so thoroughly confused because why would someone just have I that doesn't matter. But the only other thing, horrible things pod was also taken. Wait, no, that's too many letters. The only thing that works is horrible things P. It could be horrible things and any other letter, but I was like, well. And honestly, it's like there, there's no good way to make that work. No. Like It could be horrible podcast, but that's not great. <laughs> it could be a oh whore God. things podcast. That's not great yeah, this either. Is a, wow. Good name. <laughs> good job. So horrible things P was the best that we could do. So <laughs> follow I'm us sorry. on Twitter at horrible things P. <laughs> we have one follower <laughs> and it's noel <laughs> is it actually no who is it i don't know how to work twitter i only no <laughs> that's Our not social a good thing media manager <laughs> no no, no i only know like i don't know how to switch between mine and the other one so <laughs> i just to be honest i haven't been on twitter in like six months so i don't even know yeah i just what twitter looks like anymore <laughs> <laughs> they changed the whole thing you come back and it's just Instagram 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've been talking for so long. Yeah, it's time absolutely to nothing. It's time to get so, into the the meat of this podcast. People are probably skipping to this point. So skippers, hello. stop here. <laughs> this, we're about to start. But also, I just realized people probably listening to this can't really tell our voices apart that much. You think? Well, we I'm are Noel. Really- <laughs> was that really loud that's not gonna okay well i think it's gonna work wait say your name emma noel wait we already did that in the beginning they know it's fine okay okay so in this case it's it's actually something a little bit different than anything we've done before which i am very very excited for because today's case is not only an arson case but it also has to do with someone that faked their own death Uh. 
I know. This this case genuinely sounds like it could have been an episode of Criminal Minds. Sounds like an episode of Castle. I'm pretty sure they did that. Someone faking their own death in a fire? Yeah. Well, this is where they got the inspiration for that. So today we are going to be talking about the case of Clarence Joseph Roberts and his wife, Geneva Roberts. Okay, so Clarence Roberts and Geneva Roberts, who was Geneva White, were married in 1941. So this is kind of an older case. They had four kids and they lived in Nashville, Indiana. I didn't know there was a Nashville, Indiana. <laughs> I know, me to be either. honest with you. It's like the Isn't it's like Paris, Nashville? Texas, you yeah. know? People are like, I'm going There's to a- Paris. Texas. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so that's they're from uh Nashville, Indiana. So the Roberts are actually pretty popular in the community that they're living in in this town. It's a pretty small town, and Clarence is very very respected in this town he and his brother carson roberts had owned a hardware store in town for like decades and everyone in town kind of knew them and respected them and they were just like very well known and people thought they were good people and um clarence's brother was actually the sheriff of the town so it's like his family was very integrated and very trusted yeah Yeah, trustworthy like you know the people next door kind of type So, Geneva Roberts came from a pretty um, middle-class background, but as they kept getting more and more money from the hardware store and just doing pretty well in this town, they continued to get more and more rich, so they were living a pretty pretty good lifestyle for people in this time period, you know? It's kind of the mid-1900s, so everyone's, like, not doing great but they had like three cars and they had a nice house and they were doing really really well for people in their area and in their time however like what happens to a lot of people who you know kind of get a lot of money Clarence (laughs) Roberts had a problem with spending too much money so he would spend on what just anything luxury items mostly So, like, cars and things like that. Wow. Yeah. So, he would spend lots and lots of their money, and he kind of started to go overboard. And this ended up with the Roberts getting into debt, which is not great. Not great. No, not at all. Especially when they'd had all these luxury items and things that... Yeah, that's crazy, because, like, how did it... How did that, like, start where it's, like, what was his... Was his wife just, like, well... You know, like what? May as well. I think they were both just kind of caught up in the fact that now they had money. And so in October of 1970, sadly, his brother, Sheriff Warren Roberts, had to repossess two of his luxury cars. And like his own brother had to go in and take start taking away his stuff because he couldn't pay his debts. Which is just the most. That is one family ties. I would literally... That would ruin our relationship. Like, if you took my this, car, I would. Just if I got into deep, deep debt, and then you came and started taking my stuff, I'd be like, you know what, Noel, shut up. I just run you over. <laughs> well, how are you going to run me over if you don't have any cars? <laughs> fair, fair. But let's be honest here. If one of us was going to be a sheriff, it would definitely be me. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, there is no way. What? You think you would be the sheriff? Much better than you. No. 
Yeah. Okay, we'll discuss this at a later <laughs> we'll date. We'll discuss this after. <laughs> this will be uh, bonus content when the Patreon comes out. Our discussion, who would be a better sheriff? <laughs> but um, anyway, getting back to Clarence Roberts. Um, so his items are starting to get repossessed and he's getting into massive amounts of debt. So with the last kind of bit of money he has left, he decides to invest in real estate. Which seems pretty good, you know? He invests in some apartments and tries to get money that way. But uh, unfortunately, all the investments fail and he ends up losing even more money. So, not great. So it's, Things have taken a sharp downhill turn for him. And to his family and friends, a lot of people were saying that it seemed like Clarence was kind of sinking into a depression because of the debt he was in. And a lot of people had actually said that they thought his depression could be what made him suicidal. Um, which will come into play in the story a little bit later. But a lot of people think that he was struggling with mental health because of the way that his finances were at this point. So now getting into the actual arson and beginning of this crazy saga of events. So on November 18th, 1970, which keep in mind in October of 1970 is when his stuff started getting taken away. Okay. So it's only like... So this is when? Say it again. November. November. Okay. So the Roberts... Um, garage catches on fire different sources i've looked at some say shed some say garage (laughs) (laughs) you are a jerk you're a jerk oh my gosh okay so his garage slash shed catches on fire not exactly sure which one it was there were conflicting opinions it doesn't matter let's be totally honest it doesn't matter it's basically the same thing after the fire gets put out police go into the to the area that had been burned and they found that there was a body that was next to a melted shotgun lying in the garage and the coroner starts examining the body and basically says this is clarence roberts which is Uh. crazy so because of the melted gun that was next to clarence a lot of people thought that what happened was that he started the fire in the garage himself, basically set fire to his own home, and then shot himself in the head. So committed suicide just because of his debts. But why would he set fire to the place, though? Just wait. That's, oh. That becomes important. The coroner could not find any indication, however, that the body had been shot. What? So, there- so it couldn't have been a suicide because there was no... Well, well he could have just died in the fire but they found also that the corpse's blood type was a b but clarence's blood type was b so the body of the corpse and the body of clarence roberts had different blood types another interesting thing is that they found one of um, clarence roberts rings in the fire however unlike the shotgun and everything else in the garage the ring was completely untouched by fire and was perfectly intact so uh, some people thought that it had been placed there just to be like, oh, this is definitely Clarence, definitely Clarence Roberts, like for sure. But it looked a little bit suspicious because the ring wasn't burned at all and everything else was. And it was not the same person because he had different blood type. Well, unfortunately, the coroner claimed and basically just said this is Clarence Roberts. And it was pretty much widely accepted in Nashville that Clarence had died in the fire, had committed That's suicide. Crazy. Yeah, but when they started, the police started looking further into it. One of the main things that they realized was that Clarence, just like a few weeks before the fire, had bought a ton of different life insurance 
insurance policies, a bunch of different life insurance that totaled up to about $1.2 million. So Geneva would get $1.2 million if Clarence were to die. Yeah. So, So. So police on the case basically began to think, hmm, this is a little suspicious. Maybe this body isn't Clarence's, even though the coroner was basically saying, no, this is definitely Clarence. It's definitely Clarence. So they think he faked. The police were starting to think that it could be probable that he would have faked his death. So they go back into the garage and they start kind of looking around. Uh, after they looked at the life insurance, they saw the ring, which was um, more mysterious and just making the whole thing crazy. But it was just... People couldn't just take that he had faked his own death because it was so strange. And he was trustworthy person. And he was a trustworthy town, so person. So no one really believed Because yeah. then they would that. have to accept that someone else was killed. Yeah. So some other weird reasons that it could seem like Clarence faked his death are, I'm going to explain right now. On November 16th, 1970, which was two days before the fire... Clarence was seen in a tavern in a town a few towns away with a homeless man. And Clarence bought this guy dinner and food and drinks and asked him if he would be down to, like, do some work around his house and if he wanted to take some jobs in his house and do some things to help clean and just repair stuff and whatnot. So they think he might have been... And when the him and the homeless guy started leaving, the homeless man collapsed. And so Clarence was like, I'll take him to a doctor. So they left together, but they couldn't find any records that this guy had ever. I'm guessing he didn't take to a doctor. doctor. So some people think that what happened is that Clarence Roberts faked his own death and then used used this homeless guy and just killed this homeless guy and used it to pretend it was his own body. Which is where it wow. gets kind of really dark. Because, like, someone faking their own death, okay, that sucks that the properties were none and all but that, but killing someone the fact else that he could have like... just killed an innocent homeless man for money. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And there were a lot of rumors, too, after this uh, fire, just that people who were saying, like, that they saw Clarence, and people saying they saw Clarence buying dinner and things like that. But... To, to be totally honest, to me, it kind of just sounds like people were, it was like uh, Elvis, <laughs> you know, people are just like, yeah, people are like, Elvis is still alive. He's living in a nursing home. Blah, 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 blah. It seems kind of like that to me, which I mean, maybe Elvis is alive. He would be so old. And I, how old would he be? Oh gosh. I don't know. He'd have to be in his eighties, probably eighties or nineties, maybe. So yeah, it just seems like that to me. Like maybe he was becoming more of a folklore type thing. That people were like, oh, I saw Clarence. He's not really dead. However, there are some interesting things that kind of make it seem like he, like a lot of people, even in the authorities, did think that he could still be alive. Such as the fact that in 1979, Geneva Roberts' lawsuit was um, dismissed because she didn't get her she didn't get her life insurance money mm-hmm. for Clarence's death. Because the judge said that there wasn't enough evidence that he was actually dead. To give her the life insurance, even though the coroner, though the coroner said declared him dead. A lot of people, even judges and police, thought that he, that he might have faked his own death in order to give her money and then take a piece of it and kind of just live on the run. So people believe that there was like police surveillance and all this stuff on the Roberts house after that. And then 
in the late 70s, there were some very strange things that started happening. And those were that. So Geneva had to move to kind of this like lower class area because she didn't get her life insurance money from Clarence's, I'm doing air quotes, death. And she Um. also didn't really have a job because he was bringing in most of the income at his hardware shop. So she got a job working in this uh, kitchen restaurant called Howard Johnson. And she was living in kind of a not a great area. She was kind of leaving behind her friends and family and people that she knew before because of how big of a deal this was that people thought that she and her husband planned to fake his own death for money. Mm -hmm. So they kind of people she was distancing herself from a lot of people. But throughout the years in the late 70s, a lot of her neighbors in this new area of town reported seeing a strange man who kind of matched Clarence's description Clarence. hanging around her it's house. It's Clarence, we all know. <laughs> You're literally little fuck. You he are thinks, the neighbors. He thinks he's got us. He thinks we he's got it. us trapped. So people start reporting seeing this guy just entering and exiting her house. It very well could have been maybe she had found love again and people are just no, watching it's her. <laughs> There's no way it's another love. It's too good not to be Clarence. You're such a and let me guess, theorist. there was some guy and he kept like meeting her at the diner she worked at and he was wearing a wig. No. It was Clarence. They said that this Clarence. guy would, would avoid human beings just seeing anyone at all at all costs. A lot of people <laughs> thought it was even more suspicious because um, so Geneva Roberts had diabetes, right? So she couldn't really drink anything or eat anything that would make her blood sugar go too high. And so she didn't drink alcohol because of sugar in alcohol would make her blood sugar spike. But in kind of the late 70s, she started purchasing crates and crates and crates of beer, which people thought was very strange considering she didn't really drink. So people thought that that might be a sign that maybe what she was doing was buying alcohol and bringing it home for her dead husband. Clarence is alive. He's not dead. He's alive. Clarence is living in her house. Isn't that crazy, though? Can you imagine, like, doing that whole entire plan, faking your own death, being willing to never see your family ever again to keep up the scam, and then not even getting the insurance money? That's... Oh, my... And he can't see his brother, either, because he's the sheriff. He can't see anyone because he murdered someone in order to cover up his own death, if he did. I was going to, because I was going to say, and then I realized it was stupid. I was like, why wouldn't he just like, like say like, oh, I'm not dead because you didn't get his money. But he, if he's alive, which he is, then he killed someone. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, and that is so also just crazy to me that it's like, my, my luxury car, my luxury car, let me kill someone so I can get my cars back. Like, chill out, man. And it's. It's such a bummer, too, because the fact that he wanted and she probably wanted also just to live a better life than they were living at the time is the reason that they both ended up living kind of crappy lives where she had to work and live in this not gray area. And he had to pretend he was dead for years just because they were trying to kind of cheat their way to the top. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what happens when you do horrible things. <laughs> Outro That's music. <laughs> 
no yeah i'm kidding but yeah, it's kind of yeah it's just a bummer and it seems so stupid to me but yeah so like i was saying all of that are some reasons people believe that clarence may have faked his own death and by some people i mean Everyone. people exactly like you <laughs> he's definitely dead he's definitely dead i know it i know it you just told me my voice and your voice sound alike so what was that (laughs) that's very true okay okay so yeah i think you're really gonna like the ending of this story even though it's very very sad i think that it will vindicate you in a way so november 29th 1980 so this is just It's 10 years after the initial fire that Clarence Roberts died in. The Roberts residence, uh, Geneva Roberts' new home, catches on fire yet again. Oh! oh. And this time, two bodies are found in the burned down ashes and debris of the house. One was Geneva, and the other is theorized to have been Clarence. Wait, air quotes or no air quotes? No air quotes. Oh, shoot. Wait, so so she's actually dead? She actually died, unfortunately. So. Oh, she just died. So some people. Some people think that the body isn't Clarence's at all, that it was just maybe another guy. And like that it was just a huge coincidence that this woman happened to experience two house fires in her life that killed her partner both times. Seems a little coincidental to me, but. Authorities are very confident this was Clarence's body that was found in the fire because um, there were dental records and his teeth matched Clarence's teeth perfectly. And like apparently they did some type of x-ray and found that everything was pretty much the same. And they were very confident that it was indeed Geneva and Clarence who died in this fire, even though Clarence was already presumed to be dead. So this was technically the second time that this man had been declared dead. You're confused why why yeah, they why would set the they, second fire? Why would they set th- that that kind of perfectly leads me into the theories. So obviously there's tons and tons of theories that Clarence faked his death in the first fire in order to get money for Geneva, and when that didn't work out, a lot of people think that he moved in with Geneva in her old place and just had to pretend to be dead. So they think that they both still had life insurance on them. Because remember, Clarence's life insurance had never been given out. So some people think that they might have uh, killed themselves to in order to get the life insurance money and give it to their kids. They have kids? They had four kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. So some people think that they might have killed themselves in order to... Do you think they knew he was alive? Maybe. I mean, quote, alive. I mean, I feel like you would ask your mom if you, you were like, Mom, who's this weird man that keeps coming in and out of your house? <laughs> and why does he look like the pictures of dad we have on yeah. the fridge? So maybe they knew, but um, some people think they committed suicide in order to give the kids that insurance money. So, but the part of that that doesn't make sense to me is why set the house on fire? Yeah. Like, maybe do you think... Is there, I don't know, actually, if you can give, can you give out life insurance money if you commit suicide? Oh. So maybe they did it in order to cover the fact it was a suicide. Mm. But it just, that part kind of seems a little strange to me, especially the fact they did it almost exactly 10 years after the first fire. It seems just a little strange. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it could have just been like they set the first fire and they, I don't know. 
That doesn't really make sense either. So another theory that the jury actually confirmed that this theory is the one they believe actually happened was that Geneva was murdered by Clarence, who was obviously they said that he was struggling with mental health even before he faked his own death. And then imagine having to be alone for that long and not get to talk to anyone that you really love and nothing worked out for you. So they think that he was probably struggling with some sort of mental disorder. So he killed Geneva and then he died after setting the fire. He just burned alive. And that maybe, I mean, obviously there's a lot of beer in the house, so maybe he might have been drunk or... Was there, like, was there, um... Was one of them shot? Or was neither? Do you know? I don't think either of them were shot. Neither of them were shot. There was no gun. There was no nothing. So he would have probably had to strangle her. Okay. Which oh, is kind of crazy also yeah. because that's a very very personal yeah crime to do you know well, strangling I mean, they were someone husband and wife so they're like about as personal as you can get yeah. yeah it's just very very crazy and it would be even worse probably if you just think for the fact that like if he was drunk and it's just sad because she got him that alcohol and then it yeah yeah so they they think that he might have been drunk while being burned alive which that's got to be one of the worst ways to go. Pretty Burned alive and buried alive are probably the two worst. Oh, my gosh. That's You're claustrophobic, worst. so buried alive probably buried the worst. Buried alive, and I have a fear of drowning. That's like I hear drowning fear. is like falling asleep. Uh, 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 you don't buy it? I don't at all. <laughs> I just, like, can't imagine, like... Like, you, you know, when you hold your breath and you're like... But you're doing it, and you're like, I just didn't know if I was going to make it out of here alive. And you feel alive. your veins popping out of your head. What? That, whenever I hold my breath for a really long you time, you feel your I, veins <laughs> popping out of your head. Well, no, I just feel that my. I can feel my blood in my yeah, face. Yeah, you can when feel I'm like my you, you're not doing well. So I think yeah. drowning that would be even worse because you got like water in your nose. It's funny because I'm not scared of drowning, and you're a swimmer, and okay. you're scared. Of well, you know what? You have a better chance than I do. That's for sure. That's definitely true, <laughs> but still. <laughs> I would like to ma- uh, point this out on record that I saved you from drowning when you were okay. a baby. This girl, we were all <laughs> getting um, into our bathing suits in the bathroom at the, at the pool when we were kids, and Noelle was like three, and she just thought it would be a grand idea to just walk away from my mom, and she didn't know how to swim, and she just she kept walking and she just walked into the pool and you started sinking and i was like where's noelle and i looked over and i just saw splashing and little arms in the pool so i ran in there and grabbed you and lifted you up and the mom was like wow what's happened what just happened our mother is a great mom she is a great she will always say that she was coming to rescue me and (laughs) I just I remember it like it was yesterday I remember you picking up out of the water and I remember seeing mom still walking away because she had not noticed (laughs) but she claims no I was right there I was there to get you I know she's like I I knew Emma had a handle (laughs) oh my gosh so yes I I saved you from drowning just for the record Mm. literally has nothing to do with the case but and but any it makes you me can... look good so. <laughs> no okay i'm kidding uh going back to the theories there's one more theory which is that a third party an outside group set the fire that killed both of them 
Your voice just made me think that this is the one. No, it's. I do not think this is the one. I think it's far more likely that Geneva was killed by Clarence, who was angry and upset, and then Clarence killed himself in the fire. Or they gave their kids life insurance money. But yeah, I don't think that a third party would have set the fire because, like, first of all, pretty much the general public thought Clarence was already dead. And, like, so I don't understand it. why you would do that. There would be zero gain. Unless the kids set the fire, which I highly doubt. That would be crazy if the whole time it was just, like, they found out it was actually their dad and they were just, like, really mad. And they just, like, set the house yeah, on fire. Yeah, but why hurt their mom, too? Because she lied. <laughs> I'm telling mom that you're a threat. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, that seems far less likely to me than the other two theories. But it's definitely interesting. <laughs> Wait, so what's the theory? Just that, so Just that, you didn't that, say it. that someone else set the fire that wasn't Clarence or Geneva. Oh. There's literally no that, information that on it. That doesn't. I mean, which I feel like that spooky. could be true with any like murder case, really. Like, you could always be like, oh, a third party. But it's just not really likely. Yeah, I don't think it's likely at all. But so what we've established here today, Clarence didn't die in the first fire. He I didn't. was correct. You know what? I'm going to have to tell you, it wasn't that hard to deduce that he had not killed himself in the first fire. But Can you cut that out, too. <laughs> now I'm just sad. So but I think I think he killed her. Yeah, I, w- I think I would probably agree. Yeah, that's. That's tough and sad, which is like means that Clarence, this guy who just found himself yeah. in this pit because he had lost a bunch of money just yeah, from but the other one also makes sense. Yeah, that they would give it to their kids, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like the last selfless act, but yeah. still it's kind of selfish just in that their kids probably wouldn't want them to do that, you know. Yeah, but it's just sad yeah. that like this guy who just found himself in a pit when he had debt problems ended up possibly killing two people and definitely killing himself like either way clarence roberts is dead whether he died in the first fire or the second fire so it's just kind of really sad just we kind of talked about this in the rock uh great train robbery heist episode but great train robbery heist the great train robbery heist (laughs) episode the great train robbery episode we talked about it's kind of sad what people will do for slips of paper that get you stuff And also, I know that's probably easy to say just because we haven't really experienced super, super bad money problems. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think murder is Is, ever the solution. Because no matter what happened, still someone who wasn't Clarence Roberts died. If it was the first, which it was, or the second, because it was her hit, her, because it was her, um... What am I trying to say? <laughs> because oh, this, it was cause her, in the second one, it be, was her husband. Because so. it, in the second one, it could have been either like her like boyfriend at the time or it was him. Yeah. So either way, someone who wasn't Clarence in Geneva died. Yeah. And you also have to think about just their kids in general, too. It's like you have kind of set up this thing where your kids probably genuinely think that their dad is dead and it's just like that's gonna be tough on anyone having to grow up without a parent especially thinking that your parent committed suicide and yeah must be hard but it's just it's a very tragic story it's just like even though it is super dramatic and like someone faked their own death and then was found in another fire 10 years later and 
even though it is like super dramatic and definitely very crazy at every single turn, it is just very sad because it's it's always hard to talk about murder suicide just because, you know, there's no there's no anything good that comes out of it, you know? Like no one survives. No one it's just no one gets put in jail. Like there's no justice, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just, just sad. These bad things happened. Mm-hmm. And even if it wasn't a murder-suicide, even if it was a double-suicide, it's still just no one's happy at the end of that. And honestly, if you've lost your parents, probably money isn't going to make you very happy. It's tough. Yeah, for sure. And for some reason, my story that I was trying to find a good crime involving arson turned into a really, really sad... Yeah, that was so sad. Yeah. Well... The podcast is called Horrible Things. Well, yeah, that's true. You can't really uh, avoid that too much. Can't really put a positive spin on a murder-suicide. Yeah, that's for sure. If it was a murder-suicide, I guess we don't know for sure, but, you know. Evil things this way come in Nashville, Indiana. (laughs) Nashville. Oh, Nashville, Indiana. So that is the very sad, very upsetting and dramatic and crazy and just yeah overall tragic story of clarence roberts and geneva roberts clarence roberts being the man that died twice who didn't really die twice but you know what i mean but on paper maybe he did no that is not one of the theories <laughs> x i'm putting a cancellation through that that's my theory <laughs> that he actually <laughs> he died actually had a twice. twin brother my theory clones yeah he had a twin brother or a clone, and they both died. That's, like, kind of even more sad. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> especially because then one of the twins was just never known. Okay, we and need to stop of, talking about this. Like, yeah, what are we talking this about? a real theory. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's a, don't listen to Noelle. She, uh... Well, you suggested the clones. <laughs> At least I didn't suggest clones. Okay. You know what? With that... On that note, bye. We're going no. <laughs> We're going to transition into one of my favorite segments, Happy Things. Wow. Twinkly, Is that right? a new sound effect it I was. Hear? I I'm going a little crazy with the sound effects on this episode, <laughs> but um that 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 will stop. I just need one episode to play with them. And I was scared on the other episode cuz I was like Chase is just going to think I'm an idiot. Yeah. So, <laughs> but with you, Oh my god! With me, I no think fear. you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you think way. I'm an idiot, regardless. Doesn't matter. So, so happy things. Let's talk about some things that made our week good, or that are going to make our week good. Coming off that really, really sad story, and I think we might have the same happy thing. Yes, we do. What's Wait, your happy is it thing? The thing we're doing tomorrow. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, tomorrow we are. Oh, tomorrow night we are leaving. And we are going on vacation. Where are we going? We are going to Italy. Woo woo. Yes. Very exciting. We are super excited. That's the moral of the story. What's, what are you looking forward to the most? Um, I think just just being there and being able to walk around and see what the, what the cult being able to walk around and see what a new city is like. And we're going to five different cities, so we're going to be able to see all these different places in a whole new country. 
Yeah, that's going to be super awesome. I'm also excited because you talked a little bit about finding like some vintage doors and stuff in Milan, yes. which is pretty which exciting. I, yeah, I didn't know that that was a big thing in Milan because it's the fashion and design capital of the world. But I just didn't expect I expected more like high end fashion rather than vintage stores, I guess. Yeah, me too. And there's no way that we could afford that. So exactly. <laughs> I'm excited that they have some other other options. That's going to yeah. be cool. So that's your happy thing going to Italy. Yes. Is yeah. That your happy thing. It's yeah. It's my happy thing, but I'll also throw in an extra be- just because. I think I'm I know what it is. But what? That you're going to Italy with me. <laughs> oh, you could actually, get we're going to transition back into horrible <laughs> things. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Happy things. I'm excited. We're gonna have fun. I think so. Yeah, but I'm excited. Um. Not only for Italy, but also because after we get back from Italy, I have three and a half weeks before I move into my dorm for college. And I'm pretty excited about that. Me too. My mom keeps crying, but (laughs) she'll get over it because she's just excited for me and I'm excited for me. I think it's going to be really awesome. Caitlin and I are literally going to be living in the same building, which is going to be so, so fun. So I'm just really excited and I think it's going to be a super, super good time. So I'm... uh excited for italy i'm excited for college i'm watching the show supernatural so i'm excited for that (laughs) and yeah just life is good right now and yeah so with that i think we're gonna close it out thank you guys so so much for listening to the podcast thank you so much for coming back for episode nine it's so crazy that we're here already i remember it feels like just yesterday literally that we were releasing the very first episode of the podcast and now we've released like nine hours of content which is insane So thank you guys so, so much for listening and making it worth it to do this podcast. Just knowing people are listening is super awesome. And we've gotten some of our first messages, like giving suggestions and cool things about the podcast. So that's super great. Uh, If you want to be one of those people that does a little bit extra just to support the podcast and you would be willing to go ahead and leave it a review or a rate on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, that would mean the absolute world to me just because it helps us get... um, be one of like the suggested people when people search true crime podcasts and things like that and it it would just mean the world to me if you guys wouldn't mind going ahead and leaving a rate or review um if you want to find us while we're not on this podcast the other six days of the week you can go ahead and follow us like i said at the top on instagram we're on facebook we're on twitter i i have a gmail horrible things podcast at gmail.com so uh yeah so if you want to find us any other place we're all over social media and it just means the world like i said that you guys are listening and i appreciate it so so much and next week we're going to be coming out with episode 10 which is literally we're going to be doing a two-parter and it is one of the most interesting cases ever so just be stoked for that because i'm really really excited for it so yeah just thank you guys so so much for everything and of course You have to remember not to fake your own death in a fire. And remember not to jump into the pool without your floaties on. But most, most, most importantly, don't do horrible horrible things. things.